Welcome to the Wealth Wisdom Podcast. I'm your host, John Lawson, Senior Wealth Advisor at Asante Capital Management and Sauna Family Office. We're always looking for unique ways to educate our client families and be introduced to new clients. At Sauna Family Office, we help business owners and affluent families navigate the complexities of wealth through a variety of wealth management and family enterprise oversight services. Today on the Wealth Wisdom Podcast, we have a fun session lined up with Kara Lawson of Kara Interiors, Inc. And yes, also my wife. Clients are constantly asking me about her business, both as a business owner and curious to learn what she actually does. I, of course, always say that she sits at home eating bonbons, but that earns me a smack and nobody believes me anyways. Kara has built a very successful, award-winning business that their services are highly sought after for both residential and commercial spaces. So I thought it made sense to take a two-prong approach and quiz her on both being a business owner and an interior designer. Let's jump right to it. So without any further ado, we have Kara Lawson of Kara Interiors, Inc. Um, as I said, we we're going to do two prongs here, Kara. So first, I'd like you to talk a little bit about the business side of things for you, um, just to speak to our business owners, and then uh, a little bit in the life of an uh, interior designer. Uh, and I thought we'd have, maybe have a little bit of fun with that. So uh, firstly, uh, how many years have you had your company, Kara Interiors, Inc.? I've been doing this for 17 years, but I changed the name from Kara Designs to Kara Interiors probably five years in. Okay, and I've seen uh, over those 17 years, I've seen your business explode. Uh, so why don't you tell us what is it? What was the turning point or the catalyst for uh, moving your business to that next level? Uh, moving the business to the next level would be opening the studio for sure. And then two weeks after opening the studio, COVID hit, which made our industry, just supported our industry with everybody nesting and not being able to travel. They're putting their, their money into their homes and, and redoing businesses because they were closed. So showrooms were being redone. So we had a lot of opportunity. Yeah, it's, uh, I, I remember that time, but I remember just before that, that initial scare and pause, uh, and it was, uh, for lack of better words, holy crap, what did we just do? <laughs> 100%. And going from, because we have a retail space, going from having a packed parking lot, which just, just is buzzing all the time, to nobody there. It was very scary. Yeah, yeah, but persevered did what you do and uh, things just took off and did really, really well. Um, you made another uh, expansion just in, in last year. Uh, uh, tell me a little bit about that. Uh, yeah, we, so we opened up an office across the street because we really needed office space and we needed library space. We also needed an area to be able to present to our clients because what we're finding in our retail space is we actually have to close in order to present so that we have undivided attention to the client. And um, so it just, it was, the studio is a very busy place. We've got deliveries through the back door. We've got people walking in and we really just needed that focus space. So that, that served the purpose. Yeah, it's uh, a, a good problem to have, but it's amazing when you're uh, 
uh, you're in there, you can be quiet. But as soon as there's other people in there and they see a presentation going on, uh, it's almost like people press their noses up against the window and want to see what's going on. And they're curious. Yeah, they, we've, we pull them in that way. <laughs> yes, that's right. So um, the other question I had for you, and I know business owners relate to this, uh, is what do you do to uh, keep making the business better every day? I think that's a process. I think that's you learn from your mistakes, you because we always make mistakes. I mean, well, I mean, I, I don't want to make mistakes, but we do make mistakes. And um, hopefully it's not on the client's time, but just bettering that feedback from our, our contractors, from our clients, uh, and knowing how to make that experience better for everybody. Yep. Yeah, totally understand that. Uh, I, I often say, you know, it's it's not that we we won't make mistakes in business. We will. We're all human, um, but we try and analyze those mistakes and make it so they don't happen again, uh, and in, improve that process. Um, now, I know you uh, uh, you do some coaching. Uh, is that? almost like a preemptive strike for you to uh, uh, improve the business instead of waiting for bad things to happen. Uh, uh, you're, you're getting somebody who can help you look through it. Yeah, absolutely. But I think starting the, the business coaching was definitely um, because I was feeling like we were just treading water. We weren't getting to that next stage and we weren't, our processes I wasn't happy with our processes. We had a good, we had, we had an all right process, but there was huge um, room for improvement. And this has really set the structure for our next step that I'm super, super excited about. And um, just having some new projects go through the new process. It's like, wow, why didn't we do this sooner? <laughs> it isn't isn't that always the case i know sometimes when you or not sometimes when you hit upon those uh great changes it is just that way isn't it? it's like why didn't we do this sooner it's so much easier and uh i i just because i see this firsthand everyone the uh, uh i i can tell you uh kara had great processes in place before um it's just that she knew they weren't uh, as good as they could be, and uh, I've I've seen and I've watched the the difference, uh, and that's just that piece for business owners where uh, we all try and improve, uh, and we take what we have. It's great, but how can we do it better? And it makes a better client experience. And I think also being a business owner, you're almost a perfectionist, so you never actually look at your work or. Of your processes of, as being great you always think even though they could be great and I mean we've won awards with our design and that sort of thing so it must be okay um <laughs> but, but there's always we always look at like oh ah, could have done this could have done that could have done this better and so I think that that is really the push that makes you makes you grow and um pushes you to to better everything yeah, yeah right. totally agree. And and it, it wouldn't be my podcast, my show, uh, unless I asked a business owner, um, do you have a written succession plan? Of course. 
I'm married to you. <laughs> How could I not? <laughs> okay, right answer. That's good. <laughs> Let's shift gears a little bit because I know uh, the other side of uh, clients, what uh, what they really want to know is a little bit in uh, uh, life, uh, a day in life of an interior designer. Um, and so... Uh, as as we talked about before we actually uh, went to record here is that we're talking about your business and and you'll try and shed a little light on on other people's but you know your business uh best and i always uh, this is my way of poking fun uh, at it a little bit um because you are um uh with me obviously very candid uh, so i want to ask you Give me your outside and then inside voice to people's response when they find out you are an interior designer and say, oh, that must be so much fun. <laughs> uh, I think I always, my outside voice always has a little bit of sarcasm. Oh, yeah, it's really fun. Um, it is fun. We do love what we do and have a lot of laughs at the studio, but there's a lot of times where it's nose to the you know, to the paper, really trying to get our timelines done. There is a huge amount of responsibility and liability that people actually don't realize that are involved with interior, that is involved with interior design. And um, if you make a mistake, well, guess what? You're, you're buying the furniture. You, there's just, and it could just be as simple as messing up a SKU number. You know, you have one digit out and then all of a sudden you, now you just own eight bar stools. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like that's maybe happened. <laughs> well, it was only six, but yeah. So you really, it's a really detailed uh, job. You have to, you have to pay attention to details and, um, and sure it's, it's super fun to see uh, a vision come to life and, and, you know, to walk in when you've been living in a computer for five hours and just see, see that space. And, uh, but with it, it really does come a lot of responsibility. Yeah. So uh, maybe that kind of dovetails into a little bit, um, uh, are, and, and I guess maybe this is a little bit of a rhetorical question, uh, but I know there's people on both sides and, and they're still good, but uh, are credentials and education important or just a flair for design? No, 100%. 100%. If anybody wants to pursue interior design, go to school. Yeah. Yep. All right. Um, and then like all professions, there are areas of speciali specialization and approaches to the business. So who does your firm work uh, best with and, and give us a sense of your process uh, that you walk through with them. Uh, and it's really, that's a two-part question because I know the process side's a little longer, but uh, walk through that with me. Mm -hmm. So basically our, our primary clientele are business owners or professionals, doctors, lawyers, a lot of accountants. We probably have 70% of our residential is, is our accountants. Um, and, and I think how we fit in with that clientele is because we're very adamant about having um, a type contract, a type process, so that they can see everything. It's very transparent. 
and um, there's no unknown. Right. And then when when you do have somebody come to you, um, what is it that you do to decide whether or not there's a good fit? Uh, well, actually, so we've just recently changed our process on this, and it, it always had started with an initial um, phone call just to kind of get a feel of the person and that sort of thing. We still have that process. Now we go on to the next step, which would be a Zoom meeting with me. And um, just to make sure that there's that connection there, um, working with an interior designer or the way that we work, it's almost like a mini marriage. So you have to be able to trust and um, they have to be able to understand that, you know, we are a professional and all of our clients do rely on that, that we are a professional in, in our area as well as so typically business owners know that they there's different professions for different areas and they really, really rely on that. And um, so that in a nutshell, that's really our process. And then from there, it goes on to, you know, more design and that sort of thing. Right. Okay. I, I just wanted to touch back on uh, you. You made a comment on this earlier, but uh, uh, you talked about living in your computer for a while. Tell me a little bit about that. Yeah. So after we take measurements and do a base plan and that sort of thing, the creativity um, really, really starts to take place. And that's where kind of going back on the ideal client for us, a good fit for us, they let us create. They're not trying to put us into a box, say, I want, you know, we ask for a wish list and we try to put all those wish lists in coordinating with their lifestyle and that sort of thing. But um, our best designs are always when the client says, just do it. We trust you. And, um, and nothing is ever done without approval, without client approval, but just to be able to create and then, you know, just seeing that space come to, to place. And then we present to the client and tweak if we need to. Sometimes we just nail it, which is like, yes. Um. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and I know, uh, I, I again, because I know uh, the, the way that you do it, you actually do that in a 3D walkthrough uh, mm -hmm. um, presentation, which is which is very, very cool to see. Um, so that's, uh, I, I know uh, also that you do what you're saying is you tend to push the client a little bit because uh, um, they're uh, often they're a little bit conservative, uh, but then uh, I've, I've seen some of your clients when they go, they see some of your ideas to push them a little bit and they just light up and mm -hmm. say, oh, that would be awesome. So uh, a lot and, of fun. And one of the cool things that, I mean, one of the joys that I really love is when we, we look at, at the end of the project, when we look at our 3D perspective and our design concept, and then looking at it in a photograph or seeing it in real life, and it's the same, it, yeah. usually. Yeah, yeah, where it's come to life, yeah. Um, so tell me a little bit, I know why I get uh, um, uh, asked uh, this and and I'm not <laughs> I'm not a designer by any means, but they they think uh, I'm the furthest thing from a designer actually Kara can confirm that. Um, you can hang a good picture. 
<laughs> but the uh, I often get uh, clients who will say, "Well, what what's Kara doing these days? What's what's the new trend? What's uh, what's happening?" Uh, I, I, how would you respond to that? Yeah, um, we're definitely into clean lines still. We're still there. But one of the interesting um, things is warmer colors are coming back. So we've been kind of in the grays and blues for a long time. And now it's really going back to those warmer, warmer colors, which is kind of fun. Yeah, yeah, nice. Okay. Um, so maybe give us an idea of what are some of the different service areas that you contract with clients? So in other words, what do you, what do you do? Uh, uh, I'll maybe prompt that by saying, I know you have your own cabinetry line. Oh, yes. Yeah, we have our own cabinetry line, uh, custom cabinetry line. So um, we do offer that as, as an additional to the interior design, um, as well as we do cater to residential and commercial offices. That's that's our specialty. So what about things like uh, furniture and uh, blinds, stuff like that? Do you get into that? A hundred percent. So we we do a lot of custom cabinetry. We've been importing from the States um, through through a couple of lines that we're really pumped about. And um, and then, yeah, drapery and window coverings and that sort of thing as a full package. So really, we take the, the project from start to finish and um, and offer our trade sources to well, we, we're doing the purchasing, but we have trade sources for the for the client. And we have a lot of unique furniture, too, that isn't um, you're not going to walk into your friend's house and see it. And that's that's a big thing for a lot of our clients is they don't want um, something that they can get, you know, at home sense or something like that, where they're going to see all the time. They want right. that unique piece. Right. Absolutely. Um, so what happens if somebody comes to you and you're not a good fit? Yeah, so that does happen, believe it or not. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's where we take the initial um, phone call and and the Zoom meeting to find out more about them, research, you know, if they're if they're wanting to do it themselves. We don't really cater to that. Um, my business coach, she had put out a really great analogy of you can you can dye your own hair or you can have a professional do it. Um, if you color your own hair, it may not work out. You may have to go to the professional or it might work out okay, but you have an experience with a professional and she's taking care of it. And if it doesn't work out, she's going to take care of it again. So it's kind of a fun, fun way of looking at it. And it's funny how our business is kind of aligned that way. Um, <laughs> so, so what what about if if somebody turns out not to be a good fit? What do you typically uh, uh, do at that point? Well, we do have a, a couple of people that we refer our clients to that like smaller or people that come to us, they, they like smaller jobs and that sort of thing. And we know them and we know that they do good work. So we're really happy to refer off um, so that they're not left on their own or we'll, we'll recommend going to the Interior Designers of Canada Association and just search in their area of where they um, where they live so that they can find somebody local, which is, has the accreditations needed. 
Yeah. Okay. Perfect. And then um, uh, just as an interior designer, um, what's kind of your most gratifying moments? I think you touched on it a little earlier, but. Uh... Probably the, the biggest reward, um, way more than monetary, because I don't do this because of monetary. Um, you know, I mean, I do, I want to be paid, but the biggest reward and gratifying moment is when a client walks into their space and they're like, I love this. And it doesn't even stop there. Often they'll reach back out and they'll say, you know, even in a week or month or year, um, we love our space. We've got so many clients where we finished, you know, with the accessories and that sort of thing. And it's, we're like seven years later and they have not moved any of their accessories. <laughs> that's that I know that's your dream client because you came into the office the other day and you looked who put that plant there and that's an <laughs> ugly pot I've got to get you a new pot <laughs> can you give me a budget for a new pot <laughs> <laughs> so uh you did you did touch on this a little bit but um uh, if somebody is looking for an interior designer, um, what is that uh, organization that they go to? And uh, also, if they want to contact you directly, how do they do that? Um, so uh, the association is Interior Designers of Canada. And um, it, I'm sorry, I don't have the website off the top of my head, but you could just Google that and it would come up. And um, and for us, we're Care Interiors Inc. You can call us at 604-385-4011 or our website is careinteriors.com. Outstanding. Well, thanks so much for doing this. Uh, I know, uh, uh, as I said off the top, uh, clients are always asking me uh, uh, for updates about uh, what you're doing, how you're doing. Uh, they're curious about your business. So I finally got uh, bullied into uh, doing a, a, a podcast on this uh, uh, by my clients. Uh, mm -hmm. I, I might say Kara was probably a little reticent to do it, but uh, thanks so much for being a sport. Uh, and and uh, hopefully uh, by the time I get home, we're all set for dinner. No. <laughs> <laughs> sure. <laughs> A big thank you again to my wife, Kara, for being the guest here on Wealth Wisdom Podcast and sharing her story. So there you go, everyone who wanted to hear from her. And if you want to reach out to Kara, you can email her at info at karainteriors.com or go to our website at carainteriors.com. Ultimately, as you know, our goal is to educate and engage you, our audience. If you have any topics that you would like us to dive deeper into, please let us know. If you could take a few minutes to post a review, it would be much appreciated. If you would like access to other videos, podcasts, or articles we have done, visit us at saunafamilyoffice.com. For those of you who don't know the origin of the name Sauna Family Office, it stems from the meaning of Asante, which is Swahili for thank you. However, the most commonly spoken phrase in Swahili regarding Asante is Asante Sauna, which means thank you very much. The name represents our gratitude to all the families and business owners who have chosen our team as their trusted advisory council. Until next time, Asante Sana. Hi, I'm Trevor Beggs from Sana Family Office, and thanks for listening to John Lawson and the Wealth Wisdom Podcast. 
here are the necessary disclosures. Asante Capital Management is a member of the Canadian Investor Protection Fund and Investment Industry Regulatory Organization of Canada. This material is provided for general information and is subject to change without notice. Every effort has been made to compile this material from reliable sources. However, no warranty can be made as to its accuracy or completeness. Before acting on any of the above, please make sure to see a professional advisor for individual financial advice based on your personal circumstances. The opinions expressed here are not necessarily those of Asante Capital Management. Thanks again for listening, and we'll catch you next time on the Wealth Wisdom Podcast.